How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Corey, host of Conversations with Corey, and the person that runs a social media page on Facebook and Twitter known as Football of Kentucky. Today's guest is former NFL veteran and former Kentucky Wildcat, John Cooper, right? Connor. Connor. I don't know why I said <laughs> Man, I, I ain't going to lie, bro. It's been a long day. I it's all good, hours. man. I worked it's 11 hours without I worked 11 hours without eating anything. And okay. Yeah, got to do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it took me 21 hours to eat eat my first thing since yesterday. So, okay. part of the uh, part of the uh, name mix up. So, I had a person tell me, I don't know if this nickname for you came about in high school or college, but your nickname used to be Turtle, the Terminator. Terminator, the, the Turtle. That, that was a, that was a, that was the fullback that came in behind me, uh, uh, Marcel Allen. They call him the Turtle. <laughs> okay. See, I, I was like, I think that's somebody else. <laughs> so how'd you get the nickname the terminator man so it started uh when i was younger uh you know the movie the terminator 2 john connor was in that movie is a big part of that uh that movie and uh just my playing style um you know when i was younger i was a pretty physical uh kid loved to hit and uh mm -hmm. that name was kind of fitting with the movie and everything and then it just kind of stuck with me then it really came came even more popular became even more popular uh once i got into the nfl with uh, rex ryan he uh really opened that back up and you know people just loved that speaking of rex ryan I'm, I'm gonna stay right there talk a bit a little bit of nfl and then backtrack to me he's one of the more underrated football minds um that there has been in my 38 years and the reasons why i say that is we know who his father is, the coaching tree from his father, but people forget the coaching tree from Rex Ryan, the man himself. What was it like working or working for uh, an unorthodox, uh, no bullshit kind of guy like Rex? Oh, it was awesome, man. Like, like I said, he was a he was a big players coach. Uh, I don't think there's one player that if you interviewed any player that played for him, they would say one bad thing about him. Like he was yeah. the type of guy that you know he made he made the game fun. Mm -hmm. You know, the NFL is a is a business. It's very very business oriented. He made the game fun uh he's the type of guy that he, he might run out there with you one day and you know go make a tackle or something like that but uh, a lot of fun to play for like I, I definitely you know I could really appreciate that coming in as a rookie and going to a coach like that that was awesome definitely now you were with the Jets what two years uh I was let's see 2010 or is it just about, it about three, three and a half so around that time the Jets were still doing fair, fairly well and prior yeah. to that it'd been what 50 something years before they did anything since, yeah, it, since it had been a while, and, and now yeah. you know, I don't. I don't know. It's kind of gone down lately, but uh, I think uh, the time that I was there was the last time that we actually made the playoffs. If I if I'm not mistaken, I, I think we went to the AFC uh, Championship my rookie year. Yeah. So yeah. And then the year before that, they went to the AFC Championship as well. So uh, I think that was. I feel like that was the last time that uh, <laughs> that uh, the Jets had uh, done anything big. So yeah, I think I think you might be right on that. Uh, one more thing about the Jets before we get into other stuff. What's it like playing in a state like New York? Because New York fans are a different breed. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's a it's a big media market, man. And uh, coming in as a rookie, then we had hard knocks. We're getting all this media attention. Like I'm getting attention. Like I'm just a fullback. I'm a fifth round guy, and I'm just like one of the bigger names on the team. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was crazy. Just uh, just all that attention we got. Uh, if you if you if you had a great game, they'll let you know. If, if the team didn't look good, they'll let you know. So it was uh, it was one of those things that you you kind of had to just you know uh, keep your keep your head keep your head up keep keep a narrow vision. Don't you know? Don't buy into the the hype. Don't buy into the, the put downs. You just had to just do your best every game. Right. Um, one more thing about the NFL. What's your thoughts on the way the game is played today? Because there's, I mean, since the last time you played, it's been what seven, eight years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't seem that long, does it? It does, and I feel like, yeah, I, yeah, it's wow. <laughs> so in that time frame from the last time you played in the past seven, eight years, like I was just saying, to now, the game has changed. Some for the good and some not for the good. What's your mm -hmm. thoughts on the way the game's progressed and the way the game's degressed since you last played? I feel like they're they're trying to uh, take care of players a little bit better now. I think a lot of the uh, rules when I was playing, it was very, you know, loose. Uh, you could you could go lay somebody out, uh, helmet to helmet, you know, that nah, type of stuff. And, like, yeah. you got to understand, this is what you signed up for. Football is meant to be a physical game. You know, I, I, I do enjoy that part of it, but at the same time, uh, your health is very important as well. And I, I can – a part of me can appreciate what they're trying to do now, taking care of players. But, you know, then there's a, you know, like for defensive guys, like how, do they do they have to slow down before they make a tackle line? That's messing their game up. It's hard to play fast when you're thinking about how you're going to tackle a guy, how you're going to hit a guy. So I think it has its positives and negatives. Um, but I, I think I, I would, you know, bend more to the, the safe side. And I think it's better to take care of guys because you see in all the CTE stuff coming out. Yep. And that's something I didn't know about until like later on in my career until or when I was done, especially with the that movie Concussion came out. I had never heard of it. But yeah, the CTE, that's, that stuff's very serious, man. And uh, just the, the damage it does, maybe not initially, but later on in life. Oh, yeah. Sure. Contact. Sure. yeah. It ain't nothing to play with. That's for, that's for certain. No, it's not. No, not at all. So I'm, I'm glad they're taking the extra measures to, to really take care of guys and, you know, take that step. But, you know, at the end of the day it's still a physical game is what you signed up for so we, we all know that going into it yeah well you know my, my thing john is, is this man like it's a give and take thing man just like anything in life you know what i'm saying and um for giving three good things sometimes they take two things you know yeah. case of point yeah. like the defense like a lot of guys that are could be dominant players on the defensive side of the ball yeah. don't tend to not play as long as they could just because yeah. they can't really do quintessentially their job Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's hard, man. Like it's not. Yeah. You know, you want to play fast and like then like, well, you, you turn the film on the coach is going to yell at you. Oh, why, why are you slowing up here? Why are you tiptoeing? Well, I don't want to get a penalty. I don't want to, you know, and sometimes when you're playing fast, th those things happen. Oh, they and, definitely you know, there. But there are some hits that are right, you could have you could have made a better attempt at a tackle or, or you could have you know kept your head up or you know things like that. So. So how did you go about getting recruited to go play at the University of Kentucky? Uh, my recruiting process was a little bit different. I was a preferred walk on. I, I, uh, I got a lot of letters from, you know, schools around the country a lot of interest uh but at the end of the day i just didn't get that offer uh kentucky had showed interest in me i think they were kind of coming out of like a probation type thing and they got to a point where they were kind of full as far as their uh you know scholarships given but they reached out to me and offered me a preferred walk-on deal and uh that's kind of where i would come in with the normal scholarship players get a chance to compete and uh i mean they like my film they said hey you know i mean even though you're walk-on you have a chance to start maybe in the next couple of years and you, you come here you compete and show what you can do so lexington i, I have family in Lexington. It's you know, I'm, I'm a Cincinnati guy, so it's not too far away from home. Right. But also far enough to get away. Uh, so yep. I, I felt like it was a good spot for me. I, uh, I like the coaching staff. I like the facilities. So yeah, it was good. You know, they 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 showed interest in me. They they showed uh, confidence in me. So at what point in time did you actually receive a scholar receive your scholarship? Uh, it was my second year, I believe. It was my second year. Uh, you know, it's hard to have a guy on the team that's starting and not give him a scholarship. So I had been starting for a year. <laughs> 
and, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I I had split time with, you know, a few other guys. But, you know, by the end of that, I think it was in my second, I think, yeah, it was my second year, my sophomore year, redshirt sophomore year. Uh, yeah, they offered me that scholarship. So that was nice. How'd that make you feel? It felt great. I mean, you know, you got guys on the team coming up to you like, how are you not on scholarship? We thought you were on scholarship. <laughs> like, no, I'm not on scholarship. Uh, but it, it felt great. It felt really good. I, you know, I just, something that I worked hard for and, you know, yeah, it, it was a great feeling. You know, something like that, though, sometimes it doesn't happen for people that we may may think deserve it. So being one of those lucky individuals to get it, like it had to be kind of overwhelming, though. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, you kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. But still, though, even though you know something's coming, when it finally happens – Especially something that monumental. Yeah, it, it was tough. I, I, I uh, especially coming in like my or my freshman year, I wanted to earn a scholarship right away. I came in, I, I was busting my butt. Even then, you know, God's saying, "How are you not on scholarship? Like you're, you're one of the top freshmen in your class, but you're not on scholarship." I get, I'm playing a lot of special teams, and at some point during that year, I might have ended up, you know, playing more even. Uh, possibly starting. Uh, I get hurt. We're playing Indiana at Indiana. I think it was like the third or fourth game of the season. Get uh, hurt on uh, special teams. Rolled my ankle up out for the season. Uh, what did I? Uh, torn ligament in my ankle. So that kind of put the scholarship on the back burner for a little bit. And I, I remember those were tough times, you know, rehabbing and uh, just not knowing, like, if I'm ever going to get another shot or if they're going to eventually offer me ever. Came back that next year. Wasn't quite 100%. Uh, starting, splitting time a little bit. Yeah. Uh, didn't get the scholarship. Uh, for some reason and you know I you know I had conversations with you know with with the coaching staff and it, it was like yo like what's going on like I'm 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 busting my butt. I'm playing. I'm getting a lot of playing time. And uh, it was tough. But uh, that next year, I came in and camp, did my thing. And I was the true starter. And I finally got that scholarship. So so when you did receive that scholarship, who was the first person you called? Tell oh, me. the parents. Uh, the parents, of course, because they're, you know, they're paying my way. So <laughs> I, I think they're, they might have been more happy than I was. So, right. Uh, but yeah, it was it was nice, man. I didn't have to, you know, pay for the books anymore. I didn't have to, you know, have the meal plan. That was all. So it, it was nice. Heck yeah. What was your time like playing at Kentucky? It was good, man. We had some great memories. We had a like group of guys that came in. We, we didn't have a lot of five-star guys coming in. We had a lot of two and three-star guys. And I, I don't think I had a star. But as you see, like we had a lot of guys get drafted and we we turned that pro. We I, I like to say we helped turn that program around. You know, the, the Rich Brook era. Uh, Rich Brooks era. No, early on it wasn't great, but every year we just kept taking steps in the right direction. You know, it's, it's a team that you know went to back-to-back bowl games, uh, had some huge wins. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I, I thought I thought we we could have done a lot better than we did, but you know that that was that. But it, it was I think we created some great memories at UK. Definitely, yeah, you're, you're right though. A lot of the, a lot of those guys that you guys gentlemen played with, such as yourself, y'all didn't really have shit. I mean, as far as star ratings go, I'm not saying y'all yeah. didn't have talent. It's obvious. <laughs> But like that, that's got to make you you feel good, and the guys that you were with feel good, knowing you all still thugged it out the way y'all did. You know, banged it, banged around with everybody, and yeah. were one of the yeah. teams that first started slowly helping turning around. Now looking at it from where it was to where it's at, what's your thoughts as a, an alumnus and a former player seeing the growth for the specific specifically for the football department at the University of Kentucky because let's see I've been for me I've been a fan of UK since 1997 and ever since 97 I've been a fan and up until right around I want to say Stoops' second or third year yeah you could slowly start having conversations as a Kentucky fan fluently in the subject of football 
prior to that, you know, during the times when you were there and then before that, maybe a few years, other than that, we've yeah. gone back 36 or 46 with Barry Bryant. Yeah. So the <laughs> I'm being, you know, I'm just being honest though. So no, I, I get it. It, it, it it's got, it, it's got to feel good for you. Cause I know it does for me as a fan, but it's got to feel good for you, a former player to see the growth of the team and where it's at today. Oh, for sure, man. Like it, it, it you know, it, it would get be, to be pretty hard. Like when I'm out there trying to defend my school and like people talking down about UK football, oh, UK football is not any good, you know? And like, it was kind of frustrating because I think, you know, my era, when I was there, we were kind of UK football was kind of taken off a little bit. Like we were getting res- a lot more respect going to bowl games, beating good quality teams. Yeah. You know, we left and, you know, Rich Brooks retired and it kind of went back to where it was for a little bit. And, you know, the, the, uh, the stadium attendance kind of went down and uh, here comes Stoops. Stoops comes in and you know his first year or two wasn't great. He had to rebuild. And now like, I mean, I'm proud as, I'm proud as heck of these guys, man. They're, they're doing a great job. And now like, I think, you know, Stoops has been so consistent that UK is considered like, like a force in the SEC. Now they're not just, oh, uh, that's a, that's a that's a stat game or that's UK. Like now you're coming, you playing UK. Like they're 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 coming to play. So I'm proud to see that man, and I'm, I'm proud to see what they're doing with the program. And uh, it's, it's good to see it back back to you know kind of where we left off. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now with the position you played in college, that position really isn't used as much now in today's game as it once was when you played. But as a, as a former fullback and stuff, how important to offenses is that position in your opinion said i'm sorry i said that again i, I missed that last i time. said can you hear me now yeah okay I, what i was saying was the position that you played you know fullback and stuff isn't used as much now in today's game mm-hmm. quite as often as it was back when you were playing right how important is that position in the sport um i think I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think <laughs> I think I think it's very important. I think well, you have to have a good fullback, a solid fullback. You know, yeah. a guy that's gonna go in there and open up some holes and you know can pass block, catch out the backfield, get the short yardage. Um, if you have a guy like that, I think it's very important in the run game. Like I, they've kind of transitioned to using like these age back and tight end guys. And you know, I've seen a few good ones, but I think um it's harder for, you know, a taller guy or, you know, some of these guys, they're not used to lead blocking or, you know, playing in that position or carrying the football as much. It's, it's, it's a little bit more difficult for them to, you know, get up under somebody's pads and clear out a hole as like a fullback. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not like the super tall guy. So like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going out running these deep routes a ton, but and I, I think there's a I think there's a place for for the traditional fullback in the game. Definitely, definitely. We get back to the NFL. Yeah. When you got drafted, where were you at? What type of emotions were overcame you? Because I know it was an emotional moment in your life. Yeah. Oh man, I, I cried. I ain't gonna lie. I, uh, I remember I was in I was in Louisville actually. Uh, I forget the name of the, the sports bar. Uh, my agent at the time he rented out a whole section for us. Uh, it was me. Alfonso Smith was there, uh, a couple other guys that was in his agency. And uh, I remember I had a BlackBerry phone. I had it sitting on my lap. I ain't gonna um, lie. Hey, speaking of BlackBerry, Blackberries were nice. I miss they them. were nice. They were nice, man. I miss like actually pushing the buttons because like these dad don't <laughs> like like you start to sweat sometimes or like you get it wet like you you can't the, the uh, buttons don't really work on the uh, touchscreen. <laughs> so it was something about those Blackberries, man. They were very reliable phones, man. I tell you. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
I had the uh, I had the BlackBerry sitting on my lap. I just remember that feeling that vibrate on my on my leg and uh, picking up the phone. It was New York Jets, man. That, I, I remember to this day. It felt like Christmas. It was just amazing. It was just the the amount of work that you put in for so many years. Just remembering like being a walk on and just like the struggle going through that and uh, you know not getting that scholarship and all of a sudden you know getting getting a call to play in the NFL like you dream about as a kid. And I mean, it's just it's it's nothing compared to that feeling. Definitely not at all. Not at all. Definitely nothing compares to that. So, you know, off before we got officially started, like I mentioned the unfortunates of John Moran again. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk briefly on that. I know it's not football, but it's going to coincide with what I'm going to ask you. I think the issues that people have with it, it's not the issue is not him having a gun. That ain't the issue. Everybody has the right to bear arms. It's your right as an American. No matter what walk of life you are, where you're from, it does not matter. That is your God-given right. Nobody's disputing that. This is just from my visuals looking out. The issue is, one, the company he keeps. Look who's around him. Exactly. If I'm not mistaken, former Louisville Cardinal Harry Douglas, I was listening to him on the way home before we got yeah. started. He yeah. had mentioned that it was either him or Fitzy. One of the guys in his entourage that was in that video is one of the guys or one of his close compadres that got banned from arenas in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> so with him making this unfortunate mistake again, I mean, you got to – they're going to put the hammer down, whether it's in a, you know, NBA, trip, whatever – yeah. They're going to put the hammer down because in reality, you only missed two out of the eight games you were suspended anyways. You got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, you got lucky. So that coincides with what I was going to ask you, the, the company that you keep. How fortunate were you with the people that you kept around you? And how important is it to watch the people you keep around you to prolong your career as a professional athlete? Oh, man, like that's something like, you know, my, my parents always instilled in me growing up. You got to watch people, man. You got to watch who you're around. Like even like your closest friends aren't really your closest friends sometimes. Absolutely. Like because if that was his boy, if that was his friend, he wouldn't have put him in that position. Uh, Thank putting you. Him, he, he knew he'd already been through that uh, yeah. once. And then all of a sudden, you know, like he does it again. Like, bro, like these aren't your friends, man. Like, and and I get like this day one stuff, blah, blah, blah. But you got to understand when you start to become successful in life, sometimes you can't bring a lot of people with you. Like, it's just, that's just how it is, man. Like, you know, you got to leave some people behind because they're stuck in that same lifestyle. They're not wanting to upgrade themselves. You can't upgrade everybody. You can't always go back. You know, some of these guys, you can't go back to the hood because, I mean, you see rappers, they go back to their own hood. They're getting killed. Like, there's people that are jealous, people that want to be on your level. But, you know what I'm saying? You can't, I mean, you just can't continue to hang out with these people that are just trying to bring you down. And, like, you got, I mean, you might have to change your friends, change your, you know, change your circle sometimes. He's going to, I mean, he could potentially, pardon my friends, he could potentially fucking fumble a 200, a quarter yeah. billion dollar. Oh, that, that's a whole nother story, bag. man. You're, you're making so much money. Why are you hanging with these, <laughs> these it guys? It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, man, like, give me that much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah. you won't see me I'll anywhere. <laughs> you see me in the gym and at home. That's it. <laughs> Let me get 10% of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 5%. I'll take, I'll take 13 million. Give me 13 million. You'll never hear from me again. Right. <laughs> so I'm saying, hey, man, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm different, bro. But I just, I don't understand, like, how you can just put yourself in that situation. Like, it's, you know, you got, you got to, you got to evaluate your circle, man. Evaluate the people that you're hanging with, your relationships. You got to evaluate everybody. I'm constantly doing that. 
got to so, check people. So I, I want to stay on that part. That was one of the main reasons why I brought up the John Morant situation. How often did you have to do that yourself from high school to college? Because I know you did a little bit there when we all did. But then going from college to the pros, how many people did you have to transition yourself away from, even though you didn't want to? Quit essentially right. per se, but like, like you, like you hinted at some time, at some point in time, you just got to say, fuck it. And you just got to do it. You can't take everybody. How often did you have to do that? And was it pretty hard um, for you to do that? I, I had to, I had to do it a handful of times. You know, I've always been a pretty good judge of character and, and, and yeah, knowing yeah. people's true intentions. I mean, I've, I've messed up a few times, like with the, with the wrong people, like being in, in my circle. But uh, yeah, like when you get drafted, you know, you all of a sudden, you know, hey, remember me? Like, you know, you, you get those phone calls and texts. And uh, but you got you got you. I feel like it's, it's easy to tell who's true and, you know, who's, you know, who's in it for, you know, for certain reasons. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a handful of people that I kind of had to. All right, I, I know what you, I know why you're, you're contacting me and why you're trying to hang out with me. I get it. So what was childhood like for you growing up, man? Oh, childhood was good, man. I, I was a three-sport athlete. I played uh, football, basketball, and baseball. Um, stayed busy with sports. I always had friends around because, you know, I was playing those sports. I, I didn't. I was the only child, pretty much. I, I have a sister, but she's a lot older than me. <clears throat> didn't live in the same household growing up. So, um, yeah, man, I was the only child, but, you know, I was super quiet, man, uh, but had a lot of friends. I never was lonely. Like, my, my, my teammates were my brothers, man, like, Baseball, after baseball games, we have sleepovers. We go to Kings Island, all that type of stuff. Same thing with basketball and uh, football, man. Like, yeah, those those are my friends. And had a great upbringing. Both my parents were in my life, which was I'm very thankful for. I had good parents, put a, put, put a good head on my shoulder. Um, but, yeah, man, it was, it was a good childhood. I had a great family uh, support growing up. But, yeah, it was good, man. What's one of the hardest things you've ever had to overcome in life? The hardest thing I have ever overcome? Uh, there's probably a few things I could say. Uh, probably the, the whole, like, not getting a scholarship thing, that was tough for me. That was very tough for me, man. Um, I remember, you know, just signing day came and, you know, I'm looking at all these guys I played with or played against. They're signing their letters of intent. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here without a scholarship. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm one of the leading rushers coming out of Cincinnati, coming out of my senior year. And for some reason, I didn't have a scholarship, man. I, I had I visited a lot of schools. I, I thought I was going to West Virginia for a little bit. I went to their camp and they were like, yeah, we're going to offer you like we're going to. I was going to go there and play linebacker. Then the last second, they took that away. But yeah, man, I, you know, I visited schools like Illinois, uh, Indiana, uh, Tennessee, you name it, man. I, you know, I visited a ton of schools, uh, Miami, Ohio, Kent State, Akron, like all, you know, Max School. Like, I visited so many schools, man, and like, at the, you know, didn't get that offer. And I, I remember just being in my room and just, I got very emotional, man. It was because, you know, that was my dream was to play big time college football get a scholarship and hopefully make it to the NFL one day. So definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. When did you know your playing days in the NFL were over? Oh, I, I was kind of, I was, I was with Buffalo. Um, they brought me in. Rex Ryan was there. Um, they had already signed a uh, fullback to this big contract, but Rex Ryan saw that I was available. He brought me in, uh, had a great camp, tore my hamstring up a little bit towards the end of camp. Um, but they ended up releasing me. They wanted to go with one fullback. You know, in my opinion, I, you know, I, I probably, I should have been on the team. But, you know, when you're dealing with contracts and that type of stuff, uh, it's kind of hard, you know, having, carrying two fullbacks on the team. So, yeah. No, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I got that from him. And uh, just being a free agent after that, uh, talking with my agent, you know, nobody was really in need of a fullback, you know, and here I am missing another season. And I was like, all right, well, I think it's time to start my next career. You know, I, that's when I started getting more into the training and uh, 
what I do now, uh, the speed and agility training and the personal training and <clears throat> still training just in case the team called me. But it was a process, man, because, you know, your identity is, you know, set into being oh, you know. the football player. You know, I was always John Connor, the football player and becoming a regular person again and like reg a regular lifestyle, man, it was tough. It took a long time. Like I'm just now getting to the point where I'm okay without uh, you know, that football life. You know, I missed the game, but you know, it, it took a while, man. Like it was, it was some emotional nights and just, it was hard for me to watch football. It was hard for me to watch, you know, Monday night football. Was on. It was hard for me to watch that. I maybe watch a half. And I was like, I can't watch this no more. Cause like, I knew I should be out there. And that, you know, that was tough for me. Just it, that's another tough thing that I went through is just being released and just like, you know, out of my control. Like it might've been an yeah. injury or it might've been, I don't know if you saw what happened with Cincinnati that, 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 that really just like tore me apart, man. And well, you know you're what supposed part? to be out there. I'm sorry. What 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 specifically with Cincinnati? Uh, refresh my memory. Well, Cincinnati, uh, I, that was another hard knock series. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw it, but situation where I'm the starter at the end of the season or end of the uh, training camp. Uh, okay. But I still get released. <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole another story. We won't get into that. But you know, just when you when you know you should be out there playing, and, yeah, you know, and you're, you're good enough, you're healthy, and yeah, it's, it's tough, man. But you know, that's that's how life is. Life, you go through things that you don't understand why things happen. You find a way to get through it, and there's yep. some. For some reason, it didn't work out, but I think it worked out for the for the best, man. Hey, you still got your health, though. A lot of times when guys Absolutely. transition away from the game, some of them are less fortunate. You're one of the fortunate ones. You get what I'm saying? To where Absolutely. you still have your health. Kind of I am thankful for that. I am thankful for my health, man. That's that's the main thing. And I, I know there's there's more to life than football. I've, I've learned that there's more to life than football. Football is just so temporary. And, you know, um, you know, I've, I've made a nice life for myself with, you know, what football has given me. And I'm thankful for it. And. I learned a lot about life through football and yeah, I'm happy now, man. I'm, 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 I'm happy. And like, you know, I'm living life and yeah, I'm good. Heck yeah. So I want to cover two to three more things before we end this great conversation. Okay. How often, how often do you visit the university now that you've retired from the NFL, you're graduated from UK? Do you go back often for games and stuff? Yeah, I do when I can. I, uh, I made it to a few games last year and the year before. So yeah, I, I try to get out there when I can, man, and get out there and tailgate. It's fun being on the other side of things and being, uh, being like, like a, like a fan now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I need How to get more basketball games. So. Man, I speaking of that, man, we could talk about that specifically for a whole nother hour. But I, I, since you brought that up, I, we'll talk about it quickly. You know, one thing, I've always been a, a fan of Calipari. I've through and through, I've defended him through hellfire and brimstone, quite essentially. Um, but I have to be honest, if he don't make it far this year, you uh, – Oh, that class they got coming in, bro, like, yeah. If like, I feel like I could coach these guys to a championship, man. Like, I'm come on. Like, and I'm not like – I'm, talk like, I'm, I'm not talking about John winning a championship. I'm just being specific when I say if he doesn't make it far in the tournament, you seriously have to think as a Kentucky fan, okay, what is Kentucky going to do? Because yeah. now, patience, patience, that's what's been preached the last three to four years. If they don't do nothing with this team, you have to really consider what is Kentucky. Kentucky doing with him at that position. I'm not saying John isn't a coach. It's obvious. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying when I say that? Absolutely, man. It's like, you know, we've, I feel like we've been patient for a while now. And I get it. You're at UK and we, we, we won championships here. Like, I get it. But we've, I mean, we've been patient with, with Coach Cal, man. And like, we're ready, man. It's, it's like these, these years with all this talent we're losing in the first and second round. Like, that's, that's not acceptable anymore. And like, you know, I, 
I feel for both sides, man. I feel for him as a coach. I get it, man. And I know he's doing his best and and he cares about the kids. But, you know, now, like, we have all this talent. You got to put it together now. It's it's time. <laughs> like, it's, it's time, man. Like, it's just the heartbreak after heartbreak every year. Uh, it definitely is. How does John, the person, want to be remembered when his time on earth is over and done with? Uh, just, just the kind of person he was, like, uh, how he cared for people, not just, like I said, as an athlete, but – his character, like uh, how did he carry himself? Did he make other lives better? Like that, that's, you know, that's, I've, I've had a lot of time to think during my time out of football and I'm starting to realize, man, life is just not about, you know, your accolades and like, you know, how many touchdowns you get, how many trophies you got. Cause that stuff, man, like that stuff like is here and it's gone. But like what people really going to remember is like how you made them feel and how you treated people. <clears throat> and like, I'm more thankful for that than any kind of football career, man. Like it's, I mean, I'm thankful for, you know, what I did on the football field, but yeah. I, you know, I, I, I like, I like just like, people would come up to me all the time. Like you signed this for my son. And like, he, like, he loved you, man. Like you made, or you made this kid want to play football just by talking to him. And I like hearing those type of stories and, and you know, and that, that's like what I want to be remembered for is that like that kind of stuff. Definitely. Definitely. John, I hope you enjoyed yourself, man. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, conversating with you and I look forward to chatting with you again soon, man. We'll be staying in touch. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you for having me. Take care, man. All right, my guy. Thank you.